0: The Weather Cause is a four-part SBS and NITV documentary series featuring First Nations trailblazers across media, politics, poetry and law. And I'm happy to say I'm joined by Jill Robinson, director of the first episode documenting the life and battles of Pat O'Shane a trailblazer in many areas, including being uh, the first Indigenous Magistrate in New South Wales, she was a public servant, a teacher, an activist, politician, really many areas of uh, life and uh, really very high achievement. Jill Robinson, welcome to NITV Radio.
1: Thank you very much. First,
0: how did you choose to direct the Pat O'Shane episode out of all the trailblazers and the really tiring figures that uh, are documented in uh, these uh, series?
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, Pat's name was the first that came to mind. When I was approached by Dina Curtis to, if I wanted to take part in the series, when she um, told me the premise of the, of the series and trailblazers, um, Pat's name was the first that sort of resonated with me. A few years ago I saw an interview with Pat where she talked about losing her mother which was many many years ago but how she articulated that loss and how it affected her I guess her life and it was a big sounded like a big turning point in her life I had just recently lost my mother at the same time um when I saw that interview and what Pat said and how she articulated the loss and how you grieve for somebody was something that really resonated with me and you know growing up um, I grew up near Blacktown, out at Western Sydney, and there wasn't many Indigenous people on the TV or any any type of representation really. But there was Pat Shane, and every time we either saw her on the on on the TV or in the paper, she was portrayed as this angry black woman, or she was portrayed as somebody who was sort of you know watch out for and in not, in negative connotations. So. Throughout the years, I've often wondered where she where she got to and, you know, what happened to her. Um, and then when I saw that interview, I thought, you know, if people could really step back and have a look at what motivates people and what drives people to do what they do, that's something that I really wanted to um, really wanted to explore. You know, you can Google patty Shane and, you know, you, you can see and hear all the things that she's done throughout her career. But on a personal level, what drives somebody like her to stand out in the crowd and have such such strong, inner fortitude that she withstands so much of what um, of what's been thrown at her? So that's why I wanted to um, tell the story about Pat O'Shea in this series.
0: We'll touch on the angry woman uh, characterization a little bit later in the conversation, but first, I'd like to know what was it like documenting the life of uh, such a tiring figure.
1: Well, I guess once you start researching um, people, especially someone like Pat O'Shane, there is an awful lot of information out there on her and it can be quite overwhelming. So thankfully we worked out a kind of a structure that we wanted to to sort of follow with with the four, um, the four films and that kind of helped, you know, really, really sort of hone in on what it is we really wanted the audience to know about. For me, from, from my point of view, as I said earlier, I wanted to get to know Pat. And who she was, who her, who had her driving first force work, uh, who were her inspirations, um, who did she look up to, what qualities in life, and what qualities in a person, and and those values, what what did she sort of bring to the table, and how did she form those those sort of things? So, um, get, getting to know Pat on a personal level as well, you know, going going and spending time with Pat, um, we went to Cairns a, a few times and. You know, getting to know her and hearing all the stories. I mean, we we could do a we could do a four part series just on Pat O'Shane. Um, there's just so much to tell. Um, but we hope that what we did tell and show in in Pat's film is enough to sort of show people that there's a lot more to a person than just meets the eye. Um, so you know, I hope that's what people get out of the film,
0: yeah.
1: get out of watching it. But yeah, she's she's such a it It is overwhelming. I mean, there's a lot of information there on Pat and, um, you know, there's a lot of firsts that she's been part of. I wanted the fundamental part of this story was about her as Pat, as Shane, and then, you know, her other achievements in her career kind of just were sort of like icing on the cake in a
0: way. Yeah. And uh, which times or which aspects of uh... – but, Janie, did you enjoy working on the most? Because she's been a teacher, a magistrate, an activist, a aspiring politician. What aspect of her life did you really uh, find the most uh, interesting to work on?
1: Pat's known as a, you know, a, a magistrate, but before that she was a teacher. She said she even dabbled in looking to become a doctor. What I think was the most fascinating was that there was always that key drive to make, if, if you saw something that wasn't working, how can I fix it? And whether it was in education, teaching students, whether it was at law, in the magistrate, whatever it was, that 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 same drive was there. Um, so wh- wherever you kind of looked, you know, was fascinating. Her being a magistrate, she came up with ways of okay, we're seeing a lot of young men come through the courts. Clearly what's happening in the courts isn't working. How do we change it? That's one aspect that I really wanted to hone in on the film because she was somebody way, way before her time and it showed that she was, um, you know, thinking about making change, not just going through the process of being a magistrate and these people come before me in the courts, you know, I, I can do this and I can do that, but to change people's lives, you know, she still gets letters to this day from from mothers and from people who said, "You know what, Pat? If it wasn't for what that decision on the day, I don't know how my life had it turned out." And so she lives and breathes what she believes. That for me is is such a powerful, strong statement.
0: Yeah, and she changed people's lives. Uh, coming back to the angry black woman characterization, you've uh, followed part uh, right up until very recently. Can you see any sign of angry woman in her?
1: Absolutely not. In terms of, I mean, it, it, it can be perceived as angry. You know, black women have that, you know, they show a bit of emotion and they label angry in black. But I think when you spent time with Pat, you can understand where that drive comes from. I guess that in, in some cases she's got every right to be angry. Um, especially some of the things that she's she's um, put up with throughout her career. Absolutely, she should be angry. I can see it now as something different because it might have a, a negative connotation. I see her as ha- having this righteous drive where she just believes in wanting to do the right thing, and it's it's all the negative press that she's received over the years. I can understand her being labelled as an angry black woman, but, you know, I see it differently now spending time with her and I can see and see how she's channeled that and she's done it so well over her career. And, you know, she's 82, 83. She's not done yet. She's she's a formidable strength and it was just wonderful to spend time with her and get to know her as as, as well as I could in those short period of times that I visited Cairns. So I think she might always have that label as an angry black woman, but I think if people watch the film and understand her her background and what she's done, you know, hopefully they'll come up with um, a different a different label, a better label.
0: Yeah, you says she's 82 but uh, not uh, ready to actually hang up and uh, stop uh, campaigning and uh, working towards uh, achieving uh, the right outcomes for her people. And you followed her recently on a campaign trail because uh, she's still active. But in her 80s still campaigning to be a politician and make a change. What was it like uh, following Pat on a campaign trail?
1: It was really exciting. I hadn't been with um, somebody on a campaign trail before, so that was it. Was basically running gun, um, following her, talking to people at local polling booths. She's very popular. In those situations, people just sort of, you know, if they don't want to talk to you, if they if, if they have a, um, a a different political leaning, they'll just sort of walk around you or walk past you. I think Pat Pat resonated with a lot of people. With a lot of people up there actually. The amount of people that would stop and want to talk to Pat and just say how how how, you know, her life has they've followed her life or she's had some sort of she's touched their life in some way. We've had a few people who say, Look, we don't want to be on film, but we just want to talk to Pat and you know, standing near Pat, hearing what they're saying, she she's touched a lot of lives, a lot more than people people sort of realise. And I, I was quite impressed and, and, and surprised myself.
0: What's her relationship? How does does she interact with the people on the campaign trail? As you said, she would have supporters, fans or, you know, raving fans and others who might not agree with her, who might even, you know, be uh, uh, interjecting and uh, you can't expect everyone to be polite and respectful. How does she interact with people?
1: Sure. Look, to be honest with you, um, I, I didn't see any negative um you know if if anything people would sort of walk around like like take take the long way around you know while she's handing out pamphlets i mean but the interactions that i saw were always pleasant they were always pleasant she's very very open she's quite endearing to even even the young people they come up to her and she's you know she wants to know your name she she takes an interest in you um i i just saw a very i sort of beautiful soft gentle side to pat um throughout that campaign, campaign, she had people sort of just waiting to talk to her, and I didn't see anything negative at all throughout that day. I mean, look, Pat, Pat had weeks where she was campaigning, so that could have been different for other visits, but certainly for the visit that I was there for, it was very smooth sailing, which was good.
0: Yeah. Now, as you mentioned, at the our <laughs> conversation, uh, there was uh, a lot of material to actually uh, sift through to piece together uh, profile of such a tiring figure, and you obviously left out a lot. Any plans for a sequel, maybe part of Shen, part two, part three, part four?
1: Oh, certainly we could go up to part four. I guess that'll be up to, you know, NITV and if they want to commission another another show. There's a lot of material on Pat. You know, we could delve r- really, really deep into um, even when she was involved in the um uh, the Lands Rights Act in 1982, I believe, like that in itself could be something that we could delve into because you know she she went along with her minister to every Indigenous community. She she realised the importance of community engagement. If any policies are to be affected on the ground positively, or you need you need the people on the ground and you need to know what they need. It's not like government coming in and telling you what what you need. And Pat had that vision. She also realised that being a Queensland Murray and she's in New South Wales, she understood the complexities with that as well. So she was a woman way, way before her time. And there's a lot of material really there with Pat. I mean, we, yeah, we can make a, a few more episodes on Pat O'Shane, as I'm sure we can with all the other ones as well, Neville yeah. Bonner and Wales Bales and um, Ujuru. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just a... We got a snippet, just something to show us, it's just yeah. like a, a peek through their lives, and uh, we need to actually maybe explore more in detail uh, some of their uh, landmark uh, achievements, like as you said, the land rights, yeah. and uh, also exploring maybe her teaching career in detail or some other aspects of her yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Now, any closing thoughts or maybe something you'd like to add to the conversation that we may have missed?
1: I guess I could say that, um, you know, I hope when people watch this film that it just gives them a, a bit of a a, um, a window look into Pat's career but also into her personal life. Um, we're talking, it's it's not till the last few years or maybe in, even the last 10 years that we've really started to understand what intergenerational trauma can do to people and I think Pat even touched on that. You know, we are affected by so much that we don't understand. Like if we can take after a grandparent or, or an aunt and uncle in physical form, you know, similar eyes or similar nose, why why would we not also be affected by trauma that our past grandparents or parents have gone through? I think if people can look at other people in general, even in in, in their personal life, and yeah. sort of quite be, be be more compassionate with people and a bit more understanding. It would be great if people could take that away from watching Pat's film. I think sometimes people are harsh are judged too harshly but if you step back and you take a look at the person for who they are and where they've come from, then hopefully I think hopefully i I'd like to think that that could you know change the way we we interact with everybody and have have a bit more understanding and compassion.
0: yeah just a reminder to our listeners the first episode aired on October one Rebel. The Cause also streams on SBS On Demand. So if you miss one episode, you can still catch up on uh, the episode you missed and watch all the others as well on SBS On Demand. Gene Robinson, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on ITV Radio today.
1: Thank you. Lovely talking to you.